Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest has spent four years in sales after high school instead of chasing a degree. He started two businesses and then left the sales job. 18 months later, he's made over $1.6 million while traveling to dozens of countries and has helped thousands of people to achieve the same thing in their lives. Owner of Millionaire Mafia and Vulcan Customs, Ben Oberg, pleasure to have you on today. How are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. Uh, good, man. It's it's been, a, it's been a while since I met you and seen you, so good to finally uh, reconnect. Definitely, definitely. All right. You want to go ahead and sort of tell our listeners a little bit more about you, maybe specifically Millionaire Mafia? That's what... Uh, that's what really got me uh, got me involved when I uh, when I first met you, and you know maybe tell us something new that we don't really know. Sure, yeah. So I basically to backtrack a little bit, I spent four years in sales almost immediately after high school. I went to technical college for about four months, and then I just said, okay, I don't want student loan debt, and I do not want to get nine dollars an hour working for somebody else. So. I went into the next best thing that I could, which was sales, where you're kind of, you're operating under, you know, an owner and stuff like that, but you've got a lot of leniency with how you conduct business and how you sell cars and different things. So I went into sales, selling cars for three years and nine months, and I climbed the ladder as far as they would let me. You know, I was hustling first there, last to leave every single day. I had a key to the dealership and the owner didn't even know that. And, um, you know, I was just trying to hustle really, really hard. And at a certain point, they just kind of stopped me and they said, well, you know, you're you're too young and nobody's going to buy warranties from a 21 or a 22 year old. And then pretty soon they let me in. I was I was running with their top guys in finance. And then I just said, you know what, I I I can't do this anymore. I'm working 63 hours a week and you come in on your days off. If it's the end of the month or the first of the month, it's your day off. You come in, you show up coming home to a cold dinner at 11 p.m. And I'm like, this is, I'm not doing this for 40 years and somehow thinking this is okay. I can have a better use of my time. And for the last about 16 months, I had really been trying to figure out how to start my own business. I dabbled with making money online and all this different stuff and uh, really no success anywhere. I wasn't really passionate about it. And I had been trying to brand myself on Instagram, which is kind of what got me started. And I discovered how to build a following on Instagram after failing at it for about 13 months straight. And after about 100 hours a week of consistent work for 13 months, I made $27. And I was the happiest person in the world because it was the first time I had made money myself with my own skill without a boss. And it was completely down to my own skill creating that. And I told myself if I can just add a couple zeros 
I can make this happen. And that was August of 2016. And then by November of 2016, I just said, see you guys, I'm done. I got to go, got to do something else with my life. And I did not have any money in my savings account or checking account. I had nothing except about $5,000 of uh, debt each month from you know bills and mortgage. And I taught myself how to make money in several different ways on Instagram. And then I came out with a course that teaches that. And 15, 16, 17 months later, or 18 months, I guess, I now teach how to market and brand on Instagram. I teach how to market and brand in social media and build sales skills. And I teach people how to develop substantial cryptocurrency portfolios. And that's what my business, Millionaire Mafia, is, is you know, educational training to teach anybody, an everyday person or an entrepreneur or a business owner, how to take their current business and excel it more or brand on Instagram or develop marketing skills or become very well versed in cryptocurrency and make money with that. And it's just really about, you know, you come to Millionaire Mafia to create massive success. And I just firmly believe that college is not the only answer and most of the time isn't the answer and that there's a way to achieve financial freedom and time without having to have $60,000 of student loan debt. So that's kind of the premise and core of Millionaire Mafia. Uh, some great stuff right there. Um, would you? F so you want to kind of take us back when you made that $27 on Instagram. Uh, how was that? Did you just get like a ad revenue or what was it? So on Instagram and, and many different platforms, there's what they call shout outs. You're basically saying, hey, go follow this guy at luxury post 247 or menswear academy or whatever their instagram username is and somebody i had about 18,400 followers at that point which was just i did through posting really cool content every single day and you know hosting little giveaways and stuff like that saying you know go comment on my recent picture uh to have a chance to win xyz product and they would do that and i wasn't really spending any sort of money, but you get enough traction in a short amount of time on a post, it goes viral, it goes on Instagram's main page, and then that's where you get the targeted followers following you from that. So I developed a following of about 18,600 followers at that point, and somebody messaged me and said, uh, rates, question mark, like, what are your rates, question mark, but they just said rates, question mark, and I was like, what, what is, what does that mean? And they're like, LOL, um, shout out. <laughs> And I had to literally Google what a shout out was at that point. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, $30. Just name something, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'll, I'll do 25. I'm like, 27. And he's like, done. And I was like, whoa, so I just have to post a picture and say, go follow this guy. And that's that's what it was. But that really opened my my brain and opened opened up wanting to explore more and i was like okay well if you can do that there's got to be so many other other ways to make money on instagram and heck if i have a bigger following i can probably charge more but along the way there's got to be something else i can do like like generate traffic to my own products or start branding myself or uh use the knowledge i have to build an account and actually sell it or something like that and mm -hmm. sure enough was and I discovered literally like 17 different ways to monetize just Instagram alone 
And many ways, you didn't even have to have a, a product yourself or a business or even be an affiliate marketer. So it was really a lot different for so many people that had looked at the typical ways of making money online, like affiliate marketing or Shopify or something like that, and is so different. So mm -hmm. uh, it was new and different to me, and it was new and different to a lot of other people. So a lot of um, people started wanting to learn from me, and, and that was the very first uh, training that I came out with with Millionaire Mafia, and now we have thousands of members, and and many members have produced uh, multiple six figures in you know a year's worth of time from from that knowledge. So it's very well worth it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, so pretty much working is that something that we could learn more about through your programs? You said there's like 17 different ways to monetize uh, Instagram. Like I, I didn't even know that. You know, this is. Instagram is definitely a new animal to me, or it's been newer over the past you know, year or two years. Um, is, that sure. some, is that something that's available in your course? Yes, everything. And I keep everything up to date because Instagram, like Facebook or like Twitter <laughs> or like anything, is constantly changing and improving, and you kind of have to adapt with it, which isn't a big deal. So we keep everybody up to date on that. And we've got Facebook groups for, um, you know, daily updates and different things and anytime there's you know a change or an update with instagram that we need to address then we address it in the training and uh add information as much as we can mm -hmm. and that's uh where, where could everybody find that at uh what is the main website that um that all this info is located at yeah best place to go is millionairemafiaempire.com so once again that's millionairemafiaempire.com Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I know you got like MillionaireMafia.info. Um, that, is that the older website? MillionaireMafia.info, yes, it should be. An, yeah, that would be an older website. There's so many different websites. I think we have like 15. <laughs> but <laughs> Millionaire Mafia Empire That's the main is one, going, right? Yeah, it's going to have everything on there, what the entire Millionaire Mafia is about. It'll have all the information for everything on there. Yeah, and then you know you could go on Instagram directly itself and just search at Ben Oberg, um, and just find you right there and see exactly the kind of posts that uh, that we're talking about, which which are definitely very um, eye catching, controversial, I guess you can say, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At first, at first, the strategy was um, post cool, just post cool shit. If my life is not cool, post cool shit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, because I was in a lot different place than I, um, you know, two years ago than I am now, and I'm sure, you know, next week, next month, next year, it'll look a lot different for me as well. But uh, now I post all my own content. I very rarely post anything that I have not shot or has been shot for me or is content we've captured on a trip or a vacation or an event I've spoken at. So. It's very, very much personal branded content, which is important to me because I want people to follow me for me. I want them to follow Millionaire Mafia for Millionaire Mafia and what it's about and what I'm about and what the vision is. So that's very important and that's why I chose Instagram because um, it's where brands are born. F Facebook isn't where brands are born. Instagram is where brands are born. So I've put a lot of time and effort into it and it's paid off. And why would you say that uh, Instagram over Facebook? Well, because you have Instagram, for example, is the fastest, most rapidly growing social media platform. It's not the most widely used, 
but for the last two and a half years now, it's increased the new users by 27% more than Facebook. And Twitter, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pinterest don't even have anywhere near the growth numbers that Facebook does. It's, it's 83% more engaging than Facebook as well, which basically means if you have 100 friends on Facebook, you're going to have more engagement, meaning more likes or comments or more saves on a photo on Instagram with just 20 followers. And so with Facebook, you're usually reading posts in a feed. And then if somebody likes and comments on that, then that you're friends with all of a sudden that's going to show up to you and things like that. And you're usually reading a, a lot of text and pretty soon to me, at least it all looks very the same. So with Instagram, it's like a blog. You can have pictures, you can have carousel pictures, which are like um, almost like a slideshow you swipe over. And those can consist of uh, uh, videos or pictures. You can have up to 59 second videos currently. And then under all that, you can have a caption that is one word or 600 words or anywhere in between, whatever you want to do, even longer than that. Mm -hmm. And I use that as a way to engage people so that the picture catches them but a lot of people on Instagram, they want to read too. So what is that about or why am I posting this? And I try to provide value and post factual information. And then you start getting comments coming. Well, what do you think about this? How could I do this? What do you think about this cryptocurrency? Or how can I sell this product? And it's all very targeted leads right there. People that are literally straight up asking you, like, how do you do this? How can I do this? You can go live on Instagram and it stays promoting in your feed for 24 hours for you. Your hashtags are like keywords. You can tag locations and rank for them and, and go viral and trend that way. And you can have pinned stories so you can, you know, show people like what is the most important things that I want somebody to know in, in my account or when they're following me. And I can pin actual specific things like marketing or Bitcoin or real estate or traveling or luxury or whatever. And I look at companies like Iconic. They make um, they make uh, canvases, like uh, canvas art of very famous pictures, like stuff from The Wolf of Wall Street. Or yeah. they'll have like hundred dollar bills that uh, portray like the entire American Revolution, Industrial Revolution, Civil War, uh, Emancipation Proclamation, all this history through now. And it's just very entrepreneurial. That brand spent about 80% of their marketing uh, their marketing efforts, I've, I've talked to them on Instagram and they're a multi-million dollar company now. Life T is a company we work with. They're a six million dollar company. They generate over 3,000 clicks per month to their website from Instagram. You've got Dr. Brett Osborne. He's a, a person who's following we help grow. He's got 40,000 followers on Instagram, generates leads and sales all day long on that. There's that, that coffee scrub that we saw people using the like all the men and women were like using this black coffee, like toothpaste stuff. <laughs> uh, that was that was an Instagram brand. The original fidget yeah. spinner uh, was branded on Instagram. So I, I say that because I've seen it firsthand and I don't see people, uh, brands going viral on Instagram what I, or on Facebook, excuse me. What I see on Facebook is stuff like, well, I, I woke up today and uh, not feeling so good. I could uh, would appreciate your prayers. My headache is still here. Thanks for the love and support. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not really on Facebook to know about your um, 
your cold or your or your sinuses today. So I just take Instagram very seriously because I see a lot of people succeed on there, and uh, it's got a very very fast growth right now for the last three years. Facebook owns them for a reason, and um, it's really paid off big for me as far as income goes. So let's just say the growth doesn't continue, though. Are you ready to you know switch switch paths and go into something else if the need arises? I would have to. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily uh, ready, but I would have to. That would be like Google going away or Facebook, which I I still use Facebook quite a bit for, for business. But if anything like that went away, there would be a huge dent. And so there would have to be a migration over to something else. I mean, if, if Google went away, that'd be a huge dent in my business. Facebook went away, that'd be a dent in my business. Instagram went away, that would definitely be a dent. I would... Uh, I wouldn't say I would be ready right now. I would have to adapt. I would have to adapt and yeah. overcome and figure something else out. But with that being said, that is why I don't put all my eggs in one basket and I focus on building multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. for one, to protect exactly things like that. And then for two, um, within those multiple streams of income, you pull them from multiple resources. So for example, my my uh, my online education, my digital trainings. Well, I produce sales from that from affiliates. I produce sales from that from my blog, from a ranked SEO site, from Facebook, from Instagram. So it's unlikely that all five of those will go away. But by securing that income stream in five different uh, uh, aspects or five different um, you know veins, I'm protecting that income stream from depleting. Got it. So, okay, I guess you definitely answered the question already, letting us know, you know, when you had enough while you were working at that dealership. And, you know, you definitely hit that point where you just wanted to be your own boss and try something on your own. And you went into it not really knowing uh, what you were getting yourself into besides, you know, trying trying Instagram out, right, and having a feel that there's potential here. Right. I exactly. mean, is is there anything else that we're missing in that part? You would say no. I think I think the biggest thing, the the reason that I was successful is I re, I remember going in every single day. Like here here's a typical day when I was working. Yeah. Uh, you'd start at ten unless it was a Saturday nine. Sunday was an eleven o'clock. Well, normally you'd start at ten. I'd be there at nine thirty because there's what they call up system first first salesman in is going to get the first customer and so on you wouldn't want to be on the bottom of the board especially if it was a slow day because you never get a turn so anyways i was always first or second there usually second on purpose just a strategy of mine but in any case i'd wake up about 8 30 take my dogs out eat put my suit on after i showered be out the door about 8 50 grab my tea at the coffee stand listen to les brown motivational speaker on the way to work every single day be there about 9 20 9 25 close at 8 p.m i'd plan tomorrow before i left today i'd be done at 8 30 if there wasn't a customer there i'd listen to motivation i'd be home at about 9 9 15 sometimes it'd be later if there was a customer there so mm-hmm. you know i was a customer coming home 10 11 and then i would eat I would work on my own thing, trying to get my business going until about somewhere between 4 and 7 a.m. 
and then I'd wake up at 8.30, 8.45, and do it all again the next day. And after 13 months of that, it went from, wow, I love the car business. This is new. This is fun. This is exciting. There's adrenaline. There's something about selling a car that just gets the ether going inside you, and you love it, and it's addicting. Mm-hmm. It went from that to, I hate my life. I absolutely hate what I do every single day. This sucks. I literally hate it. I am depressed. I am done. And it was not the skill. It was not the income. It was not anything other than the sole fact is I'm freaking done. This sucks. I need to get out of here. I got to go. And I think everybody's different, but I absolutely believe that you grow the most when you put yourself in the position when it's do or die, sink or swim. And that's something that Les Brown says, all these people think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do this once I have $100,000 saved up, or I'll do yeah. this once I have this, or once I have a security net. When you have a safety net, the other way of looking at that is you're just telling yourself, I'm going to fail. You're literally, you're literally saying to yourself, if it doesn't work out, at least I have this. So you're already telling yourself you plan on failing. So when you put yourself in the position where it's do or die, sink or swim, your back's against the wall and the only way to go is forward. One quote that Les Brown says that I absolutely love, and this is why I listen to him all the time, is he said, you're going to find that you're going to sink and die or you're going to develop real strong swimming legs and you don't (laughs) sink and die because it's just not a, a human quality to purposely fail. So when your back's against the wall and you're going, okay, I've chosen to never work for somebody else again. That is not an option. It's November 4th of 2016. I've just quit my job. I'm home. I don't have any money in the bank. I just have four or $5,000 a month of debt and all these different obligations and responsibilities. I am putting myself in the position where I've decided I'm not going to work for anybody else. And now I've got a month to make all the money for my mortgage, all the money for my car payments, this and that, and just plain living expenses. What am I going to do? And I just started grinding anything I could. I was building websites for people. I was making content for their Instagram accounts. I was going live on Facebook. Absolutely anything that I knew just a little bit about, I was offering as a service to people. And I was reaching out to people. And just a combination of different things started pulling that income for me. But what I did is I put myself in the position where I had to win. And out of that... I saw skills and talents and abilities that I already had, but they were just dormant. I never had to use them before, never once had to use them before. And I think that's why many people that succeed, succeed, and most people fail because they don't look at it like that. They want to have a safety net. They want to have a security, and they don't, they don't develop that mindset. And without that mindset, you don't win. And so I firmly believe you got to put yourself in the position where it's do or die, sink or swim. And out of that, you discover talents and abilities and skills that you already have that you've never had to rely on before. And that is the one pure thing that got me where I am today. Everybody wants some sort of secret to quote unquote making it. There's no secret other than hard work and putting yourself in the position where you have to create, where you have to produce results. Because if you don't, you're screwed. And I think that's the very best thing. <laughs> Especially, I think it's even better if you have tons of debt or if you have something dragging you down. It just makes it that much better. That's that's what got me to where I am today. Yeah, right? You got to have that, that little push, that fire, uh, that fire kind of lit underneath you. <laughs> exactly. 
For sure. Um, so let's just say there had to be there had to be at least like one mistake you made along the way, right? <laughs> you want to you want you want to tell us a notable one, one that you learned from that you're still still learning from. Yes, <laughs> uh, I was not good at saving my money at first. I started being successful and I saved up about fifty grand. And instead of reinvesting that I, mm-hmm. or putting it into cryptocurrency, which I wish I would have put more in, uh, instead of really doing anything with that, I blew it on vacations, which, you know, it's kind of a catch 22 because I did produce really good marketing content from that. And in one way, shape or form that most definitely produced leads and sales for me and made me money directly or indirectly because of what people saw I was doing and, and, you know, the life I was getting to live and stuff. But for sure, so that money would have been better spent if I'd gone, okay, I'm going to take, you know, 40% 40% of what I've saved or 60% of what I've saved, then I'm going to reinvest it. I'm going to, you know, get SEO going. If I got an SEO going, um, you know, a year ago, mm-hmm. I would have been producing a lot more income. But granted, my business is a lot more well-established now to be doing that. Bottom line I'm saying is um, I should have saved more more money and um, I should have reinvested a lot of that into things that were going to take my business and uh, excel it more on the path that I wanted to go down. I should have saved more money and uh, I've gotten a lot better since then. But one thing I will say is a lot of people save to save and I don't save to save, I save to invest. There's no mm-hmm. point in sitting on 50 grand if it's going to be worth 50 grand next week, next month or next year. So you use that money to invest in things in your life or in your business that are going to make more knowledge, that are going to produce more leads or sales and uh, create more income. And that's probably one thing that I would do because a lot of people, I think, like myself, they'll go, whoa, I made all this money. Cool. Let's go blow it. Let's go do something with it. Let's go live the life now. And things can change very quickly. PayPal can keep your money. They did that to me. They lock it for six months and then your mortgage payment bounces. You don't have any other money to work with. Um, Your merchant accounts can get shut down or Visa can stop processing and saying, okay, well, you know, we don't like your business model. So sorry, we're just, we're just done. So I would, I would definitely recommend that when you start producing income, save your money and save to invest and don't, don't blow it. And a lot of people think, you know, they think um, uh, like I, I like cars. I really love cars. Yeah. I some of that money and I bought a couple more project cars. Well, if I had taken the money that I bought those project cars with and actually reinvested in my business, then I would have been able to make more money with my business and bought a better, nicer car that wasn't a project that was completely done. And so it's like sometimes you slow down to speed up. So the saying goes and it makes sense when it comes to business. I think then probably the biggest thing is saving money because I found myself in positions where money I hadn't even made yet was already obligated towards something. And that's not a good feeling because then you, you're free from your, your boss, you're free from your quote unquote job, but you're yeah. still a slave to yourself. And that's not a good feeling. That's not what it's about. It's about creating time and income, which for some reason, most of the world seems to think you can't have both at the same time. 
right? <laughs> um, well, let's just say there is one of us, you know, one of the listeners. We're, we're sitting there in a cubicle. We're sitting there in, in that high rise, you know, staring, staring in the abyss and just kind of on the edge of our seats debating, is this something for us? Can I handle it? You know, am I mentally prepared for it? You got any mm-hmm. advice? You got any advice for that person, that individual? Yes. Stand up and walk out the door. <laughs> be my first bit of advice. But yeah, the, you do what you can where you are with what you have. So you got to evaluate your life and go, okay, well, is what I'm doing now making me happy? That's the first thing. And don't even cloud that answer. You go, is what I'm doing now making me happy? And if you even hesitate, if you go, well, yeah, as soon as you do that, as soon as you go, well, or you go, no, if the answer is not a pure, blatantly obvious yes, is what I'm doing making me happy now? If it's not a yes, then you need to change your life. That's the very first question. Is what I'm doing making me happy? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, well, great. Then now you need to evaluate what would make you happy. Put things in your life that make you happy. And that could be going on a run. It could be eating healthy food. It could be working out more. It could be going on a vacation or going hiking or hanging out with friends. Put things in your life that make you happy. And then look at your goals. So ask yourself, what I'm doing now make me happy? You go, no, okay, well, start evaluating your life. What are the things that you could introduce in your life that are going to make you happy? Is it uh, not having a boss? Is it is it not working for somebody else? Is it working less? Is it making more money? Is it getting to travel? And you look at that stuff, write it down, and go, okay, well, start off. What can you do right now where you are with what you have? So you look at your skills or abilities that you have or things that you know you're good at and you start applying those. See, there's no reason that, there's no reason that, for example, why would I be a welder for a company when I can weld myself? Like, I'm the welder. Why why would I go to a company that pays me to be a welder when I'm already a welder? Like, why would I just not be the company? Why wouldn't I be my own company? Why wouldn't I be my own boss? Why do I need to go somewhere else to employ me in a job that I love? I love welding, for example, and get paid $50 an hour for that. What I could totally freelance it and weld myself on my own time for customers that I choose whenever I want and charge what I'm worth and get paid more. I have more freedom. So I look at things like that. I start off, evaluate your life. Is what you're doing now making you happy? No. Okay, change it. Plain and simple. Change it. Well, I have kids. I have college debt. I'm, I'm not hearing any excuses. Is that supposed to be something that, that stops you? Kids call it? No. Okay. That's all just a decision. That's all you making excuses and being pathetic, honestly. So mm-hmm. you don't make excuses like that. You, you look at stuff and go, okay, well, it doesn't matter. I got these obligations. These are the very obligations why I owe it to myself and to my family or my friends or my kids or my financial status or my freaking bank account that I need to make changes. So then you start putting things in your life that make you happy and you start off with the brick of the wall, not the whole wall. You start off laying one brick Instead of focusing on the whole wall and everything you got to do, you just keep laying bricks perfectly until you have the best wall that's ever been built. 
And that's what I did, do what I can, where I am with what I have. And as I started doing that, started creating these little successes that created a little bit more success and then created a little bit more money. And this person's paying me here, this person's paying me here. And then all of a sudden, okay, cool, whoa, half the wall's done. Okay, great. Bigger successes, bigger successes. And then now I'm riding a motorcycle across America or going to Costa Rica or going to Italy or speaking in different countries and stuff like that. So that's what I recommend to people. Evaluate your life. If it's not making you happy, you owe it to yourself and everyone around you that you care about to make changes and be in a constant state of improvement. And it won't happen overnight. So you can't get discouraged by that. And you'll have different failures along the way. But as long as you're doing everything that you could do at that particular time to improve the quality of your life, you just start filling it with things that make you happy and it's a stepping stone it's a process and it doesn't happen overnight and some people want to do that whole safety net thing others get it and they just take the jump head first and that's the way that i really recommend it you know and and when i say that i'm not saying okay well you have six hundred forty seven thousand dollars owed by next month in taxes or in whatever and you're like yay i'm free i'm gonna leave and figure it out in the next 30 days i'm not saying that but i'm saying at some point you do have to make a big decision and go is what i'm doing healthy for me is it good for me is it improving my life is it making me happy because most people look at stuff and they go well i have a job i have a roof over my head i've got my cookie cutter house and my two car garage and my two kids and, and my dog and my wife and I should be content with that. Well, there's a lot more to life than that. And when you're spending half of your life working for somebody else for 40 years to get a gold watch and retire with your Roth IRA at 65, you have spent the majority of your life doing things for other people that don't give a shit about you and for companies that don't give a shit about you. And I think people need to develop an awareness of the value of time. Because when you do, you realize that there's so many other things. There's so much more to life than a job. And you can create, and there's money out there. And you've got skills and talents and abilities that you can put to much more use than your job description allows you to do. So I just say to sum that question up, you've got to ask yourself if, if you're happy with what you're doing and start actively making changes and you can start with the small things and you build up and build up and build up and eventually it snowballs into putting yourself in the direction that you want to go and that snowball just keeps rolling down the hill and all of a sudden you find yourself you know not in a job anymore you find yourself much happier developing time or having a little bit of extra money and and not just spending your weekends going on a picnic to church and then paying bills and then back to work so that's what i would say no, oh, man, that's, that's a great way to put it. And there's definitely money out there to be made. And that's how we speak to, you know, amazing and influential individuals like yourself, like you and, you know, others that I interview to hopefully give these listeners an idea that there are ways to make money out there. You just kind of got to get up there and do it and try it out and, you know, figure out uh, what's, what's right for you. All right, well, uh, now on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name, because they're all taken. So for this part of the, of the show, you're going to get exactly five seconds to at least make your first initial response to each question that's coming up. 
and um, let's just say you know we don't want you to go over five seconds otherwise my producer who's uh, in the back room here he comes out I don't know what he does breaks legs starts screaming at me but we better not have to deal with him so let's just keep it at the five seconds are you ready for the first one yep all right here we go your favorite book how to win friends influence people great one you're stranded on an island what is the one item that you want with you? Flint and steel. <laughs> Who was or currently is your greatest mentor? Mm, oh, gosh. I would say Tom Parr. Okay. Is entrepreneurism a fad? No. Is voice, specifically podcasts, the future? I would beg to differ. What is, the, what is one item that you consume every day, a food or drink item? that makes you different from everybody else avocados all right that was uh that was nice and quick you survived we <laughs> <laughs> hope the pressure's off of you and uh you can move on with your day now um <laughs> uh, you want to elaborate on anything you uh you state that uh voice being the future the future you beg to differ uh what's your uh what would be your answer to that if it's not voice well, you said specifically podcasts, and I think there's a lot of different forms of communication. So mm -hmm. when you said voice, yes, specifically podcasts, I wouldn't say I would eliminate it down to just that because mm -hmm. I think that uh, public speaking is very strong. I look at a lot of people like I was at a Jay-Z concert um, a couple months ago. You got 70,000 people in the audience, and... People like celebrities, people like Ty Lopez or Jay-Z or Logic, you see the way they can move an audience when they're in their element, which is, yeah. you know, on stage. It's incredible. Or I went to Kevin Hart. He had uh, the Spectrum Center in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, sold out for the first time in six years. Uh, it's crazy how much influence people like that have with their fans and with society also. And I think that public speaking um, is uh, is huge. I think that's absolutely huge. And social media. I think that, you know, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, um, especially YouTube when it comes to speaking. I mean, everybody uploads their stuff to YouTube, uh, singers and motivational speakers and uh, car companies, stuff like that. So I think that obviously voice most definitely, but not necessarily podcast i think that uh there's huge opportunity in social media and with public speaking uh, that's a great great way to look at it and break it down all right ben well <clears throat> it's been a pleasure having you on if the listeners want to find uh more about you and just more about your brand and you know take a look at your lessons and maybe just you know do like a trial run see if you know if this is for them definitely they got to check out millionairemafiaempire.com and uh, you're definitely all over uh, social media, as it's pretty obvious, you know, Instagram, Facebook. So uh, definitely uh, everybody should check them out. That's for sure. So what uh, any other uh, places you uh, you would want us to check you out or is that pretty much cover it? Uh, yeah, face Facebook. It's just Ben Oberg. They can type that in and then they'll be able to tap into all my other Facebook groups and stuff like that. Uh, Instagram is Millionaire Mafia underscore each side of it. And then as far as everything else goes, yeah, MillionaireMafiaEmpire.com. That's probably going to give them the best representation and yeah. kind of all the information. So I'd say that's it. 
All right. And um, you want to share with us what your next step is, you know, where we can find you next and kind of just, you know, have your own closing thoughts. Yeah. Physically, where you're going to find me next is Australia because I'm selling my house and I'm uh, going to move to Australia for a few months. But next step for me, man, that's a mile long, but really it's just to globalize my brand, be known as the place where you come to create success. And that's everything that I can do and constantly educate people on. That's cryptocurrency, that's marketing, that's Instagram, that's social media monetization, that's personal branding, it's sales funnels, it's all of that stuff and more. And just really focusing on building the brand. I'm not an affiliate. I don't promote other people's stuff. I never will. I'm about Millionaire Mafia. I'm about my brand and taking it across the world and being found in all four corners of it or all corners of it, excuse me. Mm-hmm. and just really globalizing it and adding as much value and educational opportunities uh, as I can to it and uh, using that to help fuel people's success in life. All right. Awesome, Ben. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I know the listeners will get a lot of great insight from this, and they'll they'll be sure to check you out. That's for sure, man. Well, uh, we'll definitely talk again soon. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>